Live from New York, it's the show that is celebrating National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. It's First Things First. And celebrating brew here on a Friday. Oh, wow. It's been a long it's time. It's been like two, two Friday four. shows four. on this four. Four. We haven't seen June. <laughs> Today, Dak says it's Super Bowl or bust. Is he right? Meanwhile, Josh Allen. What are his chances at dethroning Ooh. the Chiefs? And finally... A very creative segment that we invented, Nick's Top Ten. <laughs> I just felt like, you know, I saw the graphic and I felt like we should have done a better job marketing it. But hey, worked for David Letterman for four decades. Alongside Chris Broussard, I'm Kevin Wilds. Thanks, Dust. Uh, <laughs> Nick, do you have a take? No. Yeah, I'm just shocked. It took you 40 seconds to bring up your long tenure with Letterman. Okay. Did you guys know why I <laughs> right, learned right. the knee of uh, David Letterman? Okay, he only right. talks about it all the time. <laughs> we start with... The Hall of Fame game. Browns over Jets. Aaron Rodgers, in-game interview, talked about his career and his eventual place in Canton. Take a listen. It's a special place. So much great history. I mean, I, I've said this before. I grew up wearing out this old VHS tape of, of Super Bowl highlights. So I'm a, I'm a, you know, I've been in love with the game since, since as long as I can remember. <laughs> and this is always what I wanted to do. So to be able to still be doing it. Uh, to have this fun new opportunity here, to have 18 great years in Green Bay with such a storied franchise, and then to one day have that at the end of the road is going to be pretty special. Okay, he's got a Hall of Fame resume here, Bruce. Seventh in wins. Only Peyton has more MVPs. He's got 60,000 passing yards and should get to 500 touchdowns. Only Mahomes has a higher passer rating. He's second all time. And if he added a championship, another championship to this resume, what would that do for his legacy? It would work wonders. I mean, obviously, as you said, his legacy is already top-notch, but everything in New York is magnified, and I think he knows that. Like Eli Manning. Eli Manning went to four Pro Bowls. Four. That's it. And he likely has that many MVPs. Right, right. Yeah. He'll Eli will likely be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. There's a little Maybe debate. Maybe not first ballot, but because he won that. two Super Bowls in New York. Our friend Isaiah Thomas, right? Some people regard him as like the worst GM ever. He wasn't. His draft record was actually great with the Knicks. But obviously, overall, it didn't work out with New York. So he gets blasted because everything is magnified for good or bad. So if Rodgers wins, like, leads a Jets team, it's not the Giants even. The Jets, who haven't won since 1969, to a Super Bowl, it would almost be like winning two. It wouldn't, obviously, but it would almost give him that type of cachet. So, Nick, I think – and, look, obviously these are subjective. Yeah. I was looking at Marty Morningwig, who, you know, longtime OC, offensive coordinator in the league. His top ten quarterbacks, Rodgers wasn't on it. Brett Favre was. The NFL official, you know, they did the top 100 team. Mm-hmm. They had ten quarterbacks. It was back in 2019. But still. Rodgers wasn't on it. He had done enough by then, I, I think, to be that. on it. I didn't know Favre he was on, was on it, 10. and Favre was on it. Okay. I've long thought Rodgers was better than Favre. And so I think if he won this Super Bowl for the Jets, he moves into the top five as far as I'm concerned. Okay. And my, my top five would be this. Brady won, Montana two, Mahomes three, Peyton Manning four, and Aaron Rodgers five. Nick, the only knock on Rodgers has been that he hasn't won big. He's won. His regular season record is pretty strong. Yeah. Obviously, the four MVPs. But hasn't won big or even been to 
Oh, but one Super Bowl. He, so this would be huge. Well, so he's already, in my opinion, I think statistically it backs it up, one of the three best regular season quarterbacks of all time. Mm-hmm. Rodgers, Manning, and Mahomes are the best regular season quarterbacks. I know it's weird. Brady, I'm not sliding Brady there at all, but Brady would be right there on the next with Marino. But Brady's greatness is defined by the fact that nobody else has more than 16 playoff victories, and he has 35 playoff victories. You know, I, I, And he's what, only been and, three times. All All pro, well, that's a tough kind of one, though, for quarterbacks quarterback. because first-team All-Pro, there's only one, and it's basically, did you win league MVP? You were the first-team All-Pro. So the All-Pro thing yeah. is tougher for quarterbacks than really any other position because there's multiple first-team All-Pro receivers, right. you know, other stuff. But so Rodgers' problem is since the Super Bowl, he is 7-9 and nine in the playoffs. Since the Super Bowl, he has – one really memorable, positive playoff game moment. Dak's rookie year against the 13-3 and Cowboys. The throw down the sideline and then beating that Cowboys team, that back and forth, back and forth. But then six days later, seven days later, they got blasted by Atlanta. Since the Super Bowl, we have seen him be 15-1 and and get annihilated by the Giants. We have seen him lose a conference championship game where they were up 12 near the two-minute warning. Now, that one, again, hard to put the end of that game on him because it went Seahawks touchdown, onside right. kick, Seahawks touchdown. He doesn't touch the ball, but he wasn't great in that game. Since then, we have seen him have what could have been an all-time playoff moment, the two-Hail Mary game against the Cardinals, but they lost that game in overtime, and we obviously saw him lose to Tom Brady, who all of a sudden came over to the NFC and within a season won as many NFC title games as Rodgers has, has in an entire career. So the only thing that I would disagree with you on is I don't think he necessarily has to be brilliant. It, it, for Let me put this the way I mean to. Realistically, for the Jets to win, he's going to have to be great. If they were to win a Super Bowl and he were to just be okay, I still think it does for him something similar. That Peyton Super Bowl with the Broncos, when he was not even okay that year. He was bad that year. But now you look at Peyton and you're like, well, he has two Super Bowls. He has all this regular season success. And so, you know, we did the – I have a similar list as you. I did the – you know, I prefer pyramids and tiers and things like that rather than just standard lists. But that's that right sad. now Rodgers is in that 6 to 10 range. We have – I, you know, I'm a Manning over Montana guy. I understand the rings don't back that up. Manning, to me, is as technically sound of quarterback as I've ever seen. And to me, Mahomes is right there with them. But that top four is pretty established. Would Rodgers get a real strong argument against Elway with another ring? Yeah. Absolutely. Would he, no I think, universally pass Marino with another ring? Some people argue, like you were saying, Farb. I've heard some people argue Breeze. I think he would end those discussions permanently with another ring. So that's what is on the line for him. So what, what I will say to add to your point, I don't – because some people might say, oh, does he pass Manning? They would both have two. And let's say he played just well. Yeah. That would be better than Manning did in his last Super Bowl. But Peyton Manning revolutionized the game. 
I mean, at calling the game at the line of scrimmage. Now yeah. they're doing that in high school. Uh, all right, so he changed all that. So I, I got to uh, give him, uh, also, put him ahead of If Rogers. I may right. respond to that yeah. just quickly. Rodgers have to win two for me. To uh, also, Peyton's prime trying to get to the Super Bowl was in the AFC with multiple other Hall of Fame quarterbacks, right. not just Brady, because it's not like Brady beat him every year, right. uh, and he actually beat Brady a couple times, once in Indy and once in Denver in the playoffs, but you had to get through Big Ben and Brady and then the lower tier Phillip Rivers. The NFC, we talk about the quarterback discrepancy right now in the AFC versus mm-hmm. NFC. For the most of the last decade, the lion's share of Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks have been in the AFC. Yep. Rodgers' path it has not been the hardest one, and San Francisco beat him with well, Cap and then with Alex Smith. What about Jim? And then with Jimmy well, G. Well, Jimmy G beat him. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> and so, but go ahead. You were trying to ask No, the, the question I have, I'll ask you this. Yeah. Um, he would be the third quarterback to win with multiple teams, Brady, obviously, and Peyton. Peyton. What would happen to his legacy if he got there and didn't win, like Kurt Warner with the Cardinals? Do you I think still it's helpful. Boost him it's up? It's helpful. I think it's absolutely – I think the only thing – that as far as I think there's only two things that could ding Rodgers with this Jets tenure. One is if it's an unmitigated disaster. That would hurt. If it just really, goes to, do you think? I don't think, I don't he think it was backwards, him. but a I disaster? just think no. It would just be like he's washed. Yeah, he's yeah. forty years he's old. Forty he's years old, and he's washed. washed. That would be but, bad. But I think that I think worse maybe honestly than it being a disaster is if it goes great, better than I thought. Even better, maybe than you think. They look awesome, and then in the conference title game, he falls I, flat I because Brew is yep. Brew's been hitting on this for a couple years that Rogers' numbers in every scenario of his career, except for conference championship weekend, yep. look like one thing, and then conference championship and his one victory came in a game where Cutler got hurt and Caleb Haney had to come yep. in. That's the mm-hmm. one where it'd be like, oh boy, no, that would that would hurt. That's that's a great point. Like, they're looking great. They're rolling. They get to the AFC title game. And, and the he Chiefs dust picks. them. Yeah. yeah. The arrow would be better if he didn't make or the Or the Ravens dust No. If we no. went 10 and 7 no. and somehow we're out of the you playoffs. You know what? I, I, I kind of think that would be better. Oh. I, I don't think it would be better. I, what I think is, is that for if you were trying to craft – an anti-Aaron Rodgers. It was high school debate. And it was mm-hmm. like you drew the anti-Aaron yeah. Rodgers yeah. argument. Or professional. The, Sports the, <laughs> no, I understand. But I you, know. the, the, if you were doing that and you were like, what would be the perfect crescendo to my see the guy doesn't have it argument? It would be more that than he goes to the Jets and they're yeah. just mediocre. It would be more that's, they look awesome, everything's going great. I think he'd get more criticism in your scenario. Yes, I think he would get more criticism. Yeah. Jets host the Bills week one. Uh, high expectations, obviously, currently have the seventh best odds to win the Super Bowl. Here's Rodgers on his role with the Jets. The pieces are in place, and Robert has done an incredible job of putting a staff together that that uh, encourages these guys, that pushes these guys, that holds them accountable, and uh, I'm just, uh, you know, just a cog in that wheel, and, and I know my role, and it's an important one, but I'm excited to to get the live ones going here. This is fun. I mean, football's back, uh, you know, it's August, it's training camp, but uh, it's an exciting time of the year. I'm telling you, they're, they're winning on the Vibes uh, contest. Yeah, bro. they are. Realistic Super Bowl contenders? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, look, right now we know everything's in pencil right now. Yeah. Right? But I've got them as the wild card 
in the AFC. And once you get into the tournament, especially with a quarterback like Rodgers, well, you, you got a shot. Well, you got a shot. Now, we just talked about his problems in conference championship yeah. games. Yeah. And I've, like Nick said, I beat that drum. Here's the main thing. In five conference championship games, which he's one in four in, he's got nine touchdowns and eight interceptions. For a guy who never throws. Right. Points. That's the thing. It's not like, oh, he usually throws a lot. No, he, he be, it's, that makes you feel like, is he melting down a little bit? Is the stage too big for him or something like that? So I think that I, I hear you on that, but I think they're sealing this year is the conference championship game. And because of his history, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to fold like a chair if they get there, but I, See, I don't I think don't, he'll win it. So I, I think they're sealing. I'll say they're a contender yep. if you get to the conference championship. But I think that that's where – that's See, the furthest they would go. I just don't think they're going to be great at anything on offense. I just don't. And I, and I, I want to make my – the Garrett Wilson opinion very clear here, and I know we're going to talk more about Garrett in a moment. It's less about Garrett Wilson, and it's more about what it takes to be a great wide receiver if we are in the era, the greatest era ever for wide receivers. The NFL's top 100 is being unveiled throughout the last few weeks. There are 16 wide receivers on it. We have the – I went through the names, and so it just – Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Jalen Waddle, Cooper Cup, Mike Evans, Debo Samuel, Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown, pardon me, Garrett Wilson, DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin, Devontae Smith. That doesn't include D.K. Metcalf, who all of us think is excellent. Doesn't include T. Higgins, who we think might get $25 million a year in free agency. Doesn't include Amari Cooper, who was a number one receiver at a high level. Now we're up to 20-plus guys. So the point that I'm trying to make on the Garrett Wilson stuff is very simple. Garrett Wilson might be an average number one receiver. You understand what I mean? Like if he, if, if he's, I'm just saying, if, watching him, I don't feel that way. But I hear what you're you, saying. The, you can be excellent, Terry McLaurin. Everybody knows Terry McLaurin's really good. He had the same numbers as Garrett Wilson last year, also with bad quarterback play. But what it takes to be a have your receivers be your strength. It, the degree of difficulty for that is way higher right now than it was in years past. So I think they're, they're going to have an average receiving core. I think Rodgers at this point is just an above-average quarterback. I don't know what they're going to get out of their running game. I did mm. see Mekhi Becton, their offensive lineman, limp off the field last night again. I feel terribly for that guy whose body's betraying him. I just don't see their path to being excellent at anything on offense. And I can't remember the last Super Bowl team that wasn't excellent at something offensive. The path is obvious. It's if Aaron Rodgers is not done, and if he's 85% of what he was two years ago, and Garrett Wilson, look, Nick, the numbers for him, and I know the numbers aren't like eye-popping compared to the top receivers. But it's because he's a terrible quarterback. Right. I get that. He had abysmal quarterback play. And Aaron, Aaron Rodgers does not benefit one iota by coming out and saying, and I know we're getting to the next topic, that he's reminds him of Devontae Adams. It doesn't benefit him at all because if, if Garrett Wilson is really that good and he can't link up with him regularly and score a bunch of touchdowns, mm -hmm. then that, that shines a bad light on Rodgers. So I, I I think he's legit, and I think they can have a great passing. Okay, you know what? We're not going to talk about it because we went too long. Oh, okay. So 
There, I, I got plenty to say. Are you that. guys trying to host the show? I like the comparison. Stop teasing the <laughs> Jack says it's Super Bowl or bust next on FS1 and the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. Greetings, soccer fans. Are you ready for the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup? Because we are. That's right. Australia and New Zealand, look out. State of the Union is coming. And we'll be going above and beyond down under. We'll have new podcast episodes every single match day. So follow Alexi Lawless's State of the Union on the Fox app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Welcome back to the show. Cowboys open up their season against the Giants. Jerry Jones put the whole division on notice the other day. Dak also has high expectations. Here he is with Patrick Walker. Take a listen. The things that we would call failures uh, can be the exact reason we have success. So just making sure that we all understand that, we take accountability, and we grow from it. Is it Super Bowl or bust in 2023? I think it's always Super Bowl or bust when you play for this organization. Uh, I think that's the expectations that are that, that, that are there, and I don't think there's any player or coach within this, uh, within this team that would want it any other way. I mean, maybe. Anything short of a Super Bowl, a disappointment, bro? Yes, absolutely. Really? Hey, yes! They're supposed to be – they're the Dallas Cowboys. I know you guys weren't around other than the 90s when they were great in the 70s. All right? I think Wilds they, is actually older than you. He just wears a different look. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, that, that is when they became America's team. I know you've changed Oh, my gosh. Changed talking about the that. 1970s? That's when they were Tom first Landry. called America's team, 1977, I believe I, yeah, it was. I know. Okay. Yeah, Tony Dorsett, all I those guys. I understand, but it's been 50 years. Well, then they had the run in the 90s. Team. But I, I get it. But they still – look. Dak is absolutely right. Every year is Super Bowl or bust, especially when you have a pretty good team. All right, one, because they're the Cowboys. Two, because your owner's out there running his mouth all the time about how good you are. And so that does put the Super Bowl or bust mandate on the team. And this year, I mean, look, if you're going to get there, there's really not much of a better year than this one to do it. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady have left the conference. You got Philadelphia that lost his two offensive, offense and defensive yeah. coordinators. You got San Francisco that – who's the quarterback? Yep. Who knows? Caleb's right? not in the NFL yet. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but that yeah, – yeah. yes. All right, we'll take that. Yeah. All right, but, like, 
if this is the year, like this should be so, the year. And I'll say, I'm going to say it. I, last year, I thought it was appropriate. And this year, I think it's appropriate. If Dak Prescott is who we think he is or he's supposed to be, they will at least get to the NFC title well, game. At least. That is the, that's the bar. Conference title game. There is, do you know how incredibly rare it is for a team to make the conference title game and look at the season as a failure? It, 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 here's when it happens. The Chiefs in the, the Chiefs last year, when they were at home, huge favorites, perennial Super Bowl contenders, they made the conference title game and blew it. That felt like the a failure. The, the Bills, when with, they with made it. With the 13 it, seconds? The, that was the divisional round. They didn't even make okay. the conference okay. title game. The Bills, when they made it a few years ago, was like, yes. The, the, the Packers, the year that they lost to Brady because they had been, the they had been there the year. previous year. They mm-hmm. felt like it was close. But you make the conference title game. I would, th- this is what I would argue. And this is not a Chiefs take, I promise. Every team in the league but the Chiefs this year, if they make the conference championship game, they had a good season. No, but Every are they going to feel? Philadelphia yeah. will not be the, happy if they, they make the conference. Yes, they will. I don't yes, even they think will. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. Like, we went to the Super because Bowl and we now got, we got to the conference. Yes, like you think Jalen Hurts no, is going to I be think, satisfied no, that is getting to the thing. final four? That's a different thing. There, I do think in the moment people will be disappointed. I think everyone when their season ends is disappointed. I think Jalen Hurts was disappointed last year, right? Yes, Jaylen, but, yes, but that was a good that, season, obviously. And if they hey, make it back to the conference title backwards. game, it's a good. Okay, so what did wanna, he say? You got to fail. Forward. Okay, so if you, so your argument then is fine. Then it's Kansas City and Philly are the only two. Then I, no, I, I, else, I definitely think Dallas. It would, no, Dallas, Dallas has yes. there's no bus to there, it. There is right. The what busts? Nothing. There, the, it's like, well, we'll try again next year. It, the, the bust is 26 years worth of futility. Right. Okay, that's, that's what, what we're saying. Team. Bro, but that ends by making the conference championship game. Show, can we show it no. to you? Last, no. What Bruce's talking about? Can we show you the medals if we could? The look. Gold medal means you won the Super Bowl. Silver medal means you lost the Super Bowl. Bronze medal means you lost the conference title game, but at least you got there. There are three teams that have zero medals in the last 27 years. If the Lions, Brew, make the NFC the Championship game, the it's not a failure. The, the Lions are not the Cowboys. The Cowboys aren't the Cowboys, is my point. That's the exactly Cowboys. right. But they think they're not, the Cowboys. But if they, ah! You heard Dak Prescott? We we the Cowboys. Yeah. Of course it's Super Bowl of us okay. every single year. Yeah, but that's it wrong. It doesn't happen. It's bro. wrong. It doesn't happen. Perception if, is what? F- reality. I don't know. Come on. I, I don't know if it's 50%. I know it's possession. Perception is reality. No, I'm t- I, I, look, it's Super Bowl or bust. I'm sorry. Can it's I, Super Bowl okay. or bust. Go ahead. If the Chiefs don't, as a fellow Chiefs fan, first no, Stop of all, it. Well, I'm just saying. Stop it. If the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl, <gasps> we, we would destroy you. <laughs> we would tear you to shreds. Exactly. Maybe probably both of us. Yeah. You know, and then you would be like, what are you doing? Yeah. If the Cowboys... Don't make it to the Super Bowl. We'd be like, hey, if the Cowboys nothing make, changes, no one gets here. Fired, here's the point I'm making, bro. If you have the best, if your company has its best year in more than a quarter century, you can't say it was a failure. Fair. Right? Here's the thing: 
If the chairman of the board, the owner of the company is constantly walking through the hallways talking about, I want to be number one. We want to be the best company but, in our field this year. And you keep falling short. And you used to be number one. See, that's the thing. That's what they used to be the great. Company. <laughs> they use, but still, that 40 that's the ago. standard. 40 years, well, 30. 30, okay, 30, three decades ago. Half the country has never hear, seen hold on, the Cowboys. I agree with you. When you hear people on television, Michael Irvin, others talk about the Cowboys, not even former Cowboys, just NFL people, do they talk about them like they're the Lions? No, but or like I'm not, that's why I'm not saying franchise? just make for the Lions making the playoffs is huge success. Let me ask you a question. If all of a sudden, in nine months, MySpace was the number two social media network in the world, never would happened. we say that's a wild, what a turnaround, what a success, or would we be like, oh, number was one. number one 20 years ago, they if, all of a sudden, if all of a sudden people are like, it's like, hey, what uh, internet provider do you use, and they're like, hey. AOL. That's what I go with. If they got to number three again, we wouldn't. We would say, "Well, you can't be happy with that because in the '90s you were number one." Or it'd be like, "Hey, yeah, that's a massive step in the right direction." It, it's different because on paper they don't lack anything. Okay, well that I agree with. That part I agree so with. So it I should might... be Super Bowl or bust. Okay. All right. So Seriously. Wilds' take that you have to tell me what the bust means is it's one of your better takes. Oh, thanks. So, like, what is it? Is someone getting fired? Is Dak getting replaced? None of that's happening. There's no bust. If they make the conference championship game, people are getting raises and promotions, not firing. So, there's no bust. There's no bust. There isn't. That's if why I said they, it's a good take. If, if Dak's not getting replaced no matter what. So, they nothing happens. They could miss the playoffs and Dak won't be So, that's replaced. what I'm saying. They'd be like, oh, No, but McCarthy like, would be. They missed the McCarthy playoffs, McCarthy would, would be. Earlier but. this week, we saw a little dust-up between Trayvon and Dak. And personally, I thought this was nothing. And turns out, I was right yet again. Here's Trayvon and Dak. <laughs> Stay out of their business. Get out of their business. <laughs> yeah, they, people don't need to worry about what we got going on, our relationship, my relationship with my brother, or, you know, how we operate. You know, at the end of the day, it's our team. You know, Dak's the leader of our team. You know, he can go out and have a great year. And I have the utmost respect for Dak. I start a lot of it, honestly, just being honest with you. In the locker room, pre-practice, um, that's that's a, a form of my leadership as I open the door and make people feel comfortable to, to talk trash to me, to be able to do that. And that's why I started is um, I'm encouraging these guys. And I know some of these guys need that to, to play their best. I got to tell you, I don't share that leadership style. <laughs> so, I got to tell you, I'm uh, good for Dak, but I don't lie. Uh, You're trash. You're <laughs> trash. <laughs> that's, that's not how I would go about it. Go ahead. Oh, so... So we're spinning that off into an offense yeah. versus defense conversation, which yeah. is more pivotal to the Cowboys' success. I think it's unquestionably their defense. Their defense can be the best in the league. Their offense isn't going to be. Their defense last year was number five in points, number one in takeaways, number three in sacks. They spent their first-round pick on defense. They might have the single best defensive player in the league. They might, you know, Micah Parsons mm -hmm. certainly in that discussion. And eight times this year. They play what I would consider markedly below average quarterbacks. Twice against Howell, a rookie in Bryce Young, hey. Brock Purdy, McCorkle, Colt, and twice against Daniel Jones. Another three or four games are against. Quarterbacks are good. 
What'd you say? I could make an argument that those quarterbacks are underrated. Okay, well, that's all fine. Of them. The, the, all of them? Well, not all of them. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, yeah, I know I'm, you, you like Purdy and you like squad. Howell and Brock you like Purdy's Manning. undefeated in games that he's not that's fine. seriously. One of three passer my, rating. Okay, yeah. that's great. My point is a great defense with half your schedule being against, forget the elite quarterbacks, the below average quarterbacks, that alone should be a seven and one stretch against those guys if you have a great defense. Then in your games against Rodgers, Herbert, Stafford, who we'll see, Hurts you get a couple times, Geno, Josh Allen, Tua, and Goff, all Dak's gotta do is win half those and you're a 13 win team. So I, to me, the defense can be great, the offense can be very good, so the defense is the answer. I'm looking at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. yeah. More pivotal. Yeah. That's the key word, pivotal. Okay. It's not saying what side of the football will they be best on. Yeah. Okay. It's not saying what's going to be the strength of the team. What's more pivotal? <laughs> yeah. I was an English major. That's why I'm harping on this. I know. You always tell this. us that. I'm just saying. Yeah. Pivotal means what's the <laughs> crucial element. <laughs> the defense is going to be fantastic. I agree with you. Defense is going to be fantastic. We're doing all this. So the question this is the offense. What is going – those are where the question marks are. Can Tony Pollard handle 17 games of 20-plus touches a game? Because Zeke's gone. Yeah. Can he handle Kenny's, that? And they Kenny's don't – who knows who's behind him. I mean, Ronald Jones yeah. will be back after game two. Uh, uh, can, how's Brian Schottenheimer going to be as the OC? How's uh, Mike McCarthy going to yeah. manage the offense? Lost like, Dalton Schultz. Is, is, is Dak Prescott – going to continue turning the football over like he did last year. The questions are all offense. Defense is going to be legit, but they're still going to have to score points. You know this, Nick. The last, what, two playoff games they've lost? They, they gave up three touchdowns total. Yeah. None of them passing. Yeah. Because the offense couldn't do a thing. So the offense is more pivotal. Got there. <laughs> Coming up next. <laughs> Weird and wonderful. And Josh what? Is a jerk today, man. I didn't wow. Know. <laughs> what? That was good. I'm, that was- I'm pleased with my segment. <laughs> hey, college football fans. Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download the Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to the new Joel Klatt Show YouTube channel. Josh Allen hasn't been perfect in training camp, but you know what? Look in the mirror and ask yourself, who has been? Take a listen. Just trying to work hard and work the kinks out. Um, I'm glad we're we're making mistakes now and um, learning from them and trying to correct them the next time that we go out there. And um, you know, it, again, it's not going to be perfect right away. We, we got to talk through a lot of different things. And again, nothing that we did last year carries over to what we're going to do this year. Uh, we're going to be a completely different ball club based on you know personnel and scheme. And um, every year, you got to find new ways to to be different than you were last year and to be better than you were last year. Okay, solid answer. What's the number one concern for Buffalo, bro? This. Oh, you? The mental game. Oh. The mind. <laughs> Josh Allen is an elite passer and runner. But what's the question about him? His decision making. Mm-hmm. That's the mind. All right? Yeah. That, this is their biggest question mark. When you 
beat the Miami Dolphins, who are playing their third-string quarterback, in the playoffs after a 13-win season by three points, that's mental. I, like, this team, that's their biggest concern. Okay. Stephon Diggs, we know he's an elite receiver. Is he going to go off on his quarterback, though? Is he going to go off on his teammates at some point? The mental game is where they're lacking. Hopefully they can get past it, but that is their biggest problem. Like, if Josh Allen, Nick, doesn't have the decision-making problems that he's had in the past, come on. The dude is do, phenomenal. Do you want to go wild? Because I, I feel like mine might take us somewhere else. And I know oh, you have really? something here. Where are you yeah, going? So go ahead. No, just go ahead if you'd like. Well, you know, I've been preaching. I've been trying to help the Jets out because I've been pretty negative on the Jets. So I'm giving them wow. the recommendation that if you want to, I agree. I think vibes are the main major problem. If you, Stefan had a very productive first nine games, very unproductive last nine games. In that first week, if you want to either double him or put sauce mm. on him, Pick your poison. I think the Bills would be prone to self-destruct. And then, out. and then to, uh, to mm-hmm. let you behind the curtain, our producer, Hubs, is a Raiders fan. And he's like, and then you've got Marcus Peters could do the same thing. I was like, okay, Hubs. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Jack Del Rio's defense will be good. Thanks, Xavier Howard. It's like all yeah. of a sudden, hmm, he could be in trouble. And I think that, that team could be prone to... Internal strife. I think that's a good point. Essentially, I think Brew makes some good points. I'm going to cut to the heart of the matter, though. Okay, here we go. And this isn't a concern as much as it is a question. And your guys' initial reaction is going to be to scoff at me, but let me get through it. Scoff. Here's the question How good is Josh Allen? Okay, so there's the scoff. I saw it in your eyes. You you rolled your eyes at the camera as you so often do. I don't always catch it on the show, but I review tape much like Patrick (laughs) Mahomes, and I see you doing it all the time. Me and Josh review tape of you. So here's the deal. Last year, when the Bills were the overwhelming Super Bowl favorites, Mm -hmm. the argument was the argument that they're going to have the best defense in football? No. Was the argument that they have the most talented roster in football? No. The argument was they have, at worst, the second-best quarterback in the league and, at best, the best quarterback in the league. I then, I'm watching quarterback. I'm a little behind everybody, but I'm watching it this past week. I started it. Uh, In one of the early episodes, they get the Chiefs-Bills game Mm -hmm. called on CBS. October 16th, I remember because it was my wife's birthday and I missed a major event to watch that football game. Not great by me, but, you know, I'm loyal (laughs) to the job, I suppose. Um, Tony Romo, in that game, says Josh Allen might very well be the best quarterback in the league. When everyone last year was on the Bills, it was because... They thought they might have the best quarterback in the league. If he's actually sixth or fifth, they don't have a chance. They, they're not, it's not that you can't win a Super Bowl if you have fifth best quarterback in football. Mm-hmm. It's that this Bills team is not otherwise good enough. They need a superhero at quarterback in order to. That's the and question. And he has been. Yeah. He's carried him. Uh, yeah, here you and there, sure. The, that's the question, though. Wins that's, yeah, two of the last 13 years? wins. Ryan Tannehill did that with the Titans. I'm not that impressed by it. I, did I'm he do it like him? The, I mean, there, come on. Everything, no, every 13 the ball win over season in the red zone is not, is not I, again, created that, equal. Stop. Again, Josh Allen's as good as any two time Pro Bowler in the league right now, except for maybe Joe Burrow, who's also a two time Pro Bowler. Mm-hmm. The, or Joe might actually only be one time, but regardless, that's the question for them. 
The question is, is their quarterback really good or is their quarterback great? Because if he's not great, they can't win a Super Bowl. They're not good enough everywhere else. And so that's the concern. The defense is strong until the playoffs. Well, that – And that's – the, the, that's the, what that is. The, uh, no, that's not that. Yeah, it is. No, it, Brew, that is... Skylar Thompson put, what, 31 on him? Yeah, that's that, not mental? No. That's I, not not bringing your best... Now, I put a lot of that on Sean McDermott, who's been very good there. But I want... He got him over the hump of being like, okay, we're a perennial playoff team. Can he get him over the hump to winning a Super Bowl or even getting there? I got questions. Yeah, well, And sure. so, I think he... Dayball was a great leader for them. Well... Is is McDermott by himself without Dayball that guy? But that but that thing and again, that's okay, all so in the mind. That's fine, and I understand there is a weird. People are very. I'm not talking about you, Brew. Just the media in general is very protective of Josh Allen because he wowed everybody for eight days a couple Januarys ago with the Patriots playoff game and then the Chiefs playoff loss with those two perfect playoff games. Except somehow he lost and one of them was outplayed by the other quarterback. But set that aside. The the other real question is, what will Josh Allen look like uh, now a f- another year removed from Brian Dable? Because I saw Daniel Jones, I saw Brian Dable help Josh Allen become a guy that looked like uh, the guy who was an honorable mention Mountain West, which he was in college, to a l- potential league MVP. I then saw him go to Daniel Jones, who looked like he was on his way out of the league, not out of the league, but not going to be a starter, right. It's a $40 million contract. And Josh Allen, by the way, last year, the further the timeline went on, as removal for Brian Dable, the worse he got. That's just the reality of it. So that's the question. If he's the, a top-two quarterback, they can win the Super Bowl. Do you think he can be a top-two quarterback if he runs less? Well, that's that's a part of his that's game. part yeah, of his but if that, he but wants then, to run less. But, but that, and you're in he harm's way. To, well, or at least run. Well, he should run here's a little bit. Run smarter. Run smarter. Go. Like it, it, it's not only the volume of runs; it's the fact that like there almost is a bravado about I'm oh, yeah. gonna be the one to administer the punishment. Big. Yeah, I'm gonna and you've like got a Cam. right like like Cam. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Patriots still can't beat him, so tough spot. That's Big why enough. you look. Wow. We can't beat him. What do you want me to do? We need that's, that. We that's, need that. That's uh, awfully objective. It just the Good guy job. destroys us. Dan Graziano's season preview. <clears throat> the concept was overreaction slash not an overreaction. <laughs> and the headline was Patriots finish last in the AFC East, and it was labeled not an overreaction, oh, no. to which I overreacted. We'll ask you. More likely, Patriots finish first, which even for me is a lot. Or last. We're not finishing last. I, listen, everyone is – okay. Obviously, the answer to that question is last. I, I happen to find – and I probably – sorry, Hubs. I probably should have said this five hours ago when we were discussing the topic. Mm-hmm. I think the more intriguing question is – more likely the Patriots finish last or squeeze into the playoffs. Sure. Something like that. That, that to me is at least something where you can like make, make an argument. It would still be change. last. Oh, it would still be last. It would still be last, You're but right, though, you can, it is hard to craft an argument that the Patriots are going to win what a lot of people think is the toughest division in the league. And I can't remember, I would have to do the research on it, the last time the worst quarterback in a division won the division. I, I can't, you know, maybe in year where there are a bunch of injuries that's happened, but it is, it certainly isn't often right. that that happens. And so, no, they're not going to win the AFC East. The real question to me on the Patriots brew is 
have, are you and I maybe a touch too down on them as a way of trying to balance out the world from his boundless optimism for a few years. Like I just, well, no, us trying to add some objectivity because of baby goat and gap year in America's team and all the stuff we've been force fed over the last three years. Yeah. I'm glad you repackaged the question because the first question Felt like cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> I didn't put up a fight. I, but there is no way, no way well. outside of like, you know, devastating injuries to the other three teams in the division mm-hmm. that the Patriots will win this division. No way. There is not a chance at all of them doing it. Okay. None. Someone's got to go from worst to first, and we weren't even worse. <laughs> well, yeah. That's well, that, okay. That, that, that would have been your best. That, odds that are even be better. Than that. Worse. Buddy. What are you but hanging? then the odds are even better if uh-huh. we weren't even worse. Oh, okay. Got you. So. What are you hanging your hat on? Uh, you don't have a franchise quarterback. Who says? You got the worst roster in the league, offensively for sure, the worst roster in the division. Not true. And your coach, who, yeah, I get it, historically great, the, the greatest goal. coach of all time. Yeah, but without Tom Brady, he's too for 10 as far as making the playoffs. Okay. Two well, times in 10 about, years without Tom Brady. 80s? I'm just saying. He was going to talk about starter. No, I'm talking about last year and, and <laughs> a couple years. Ahead. Here's what I'm hanging my hat on. Pure journalism. Something you used to know about. All right. All right. I got headlines. Yeah. Headlines? The headlines coming out of Foxborough oh. in New England are immaculate. From Sports Illustrated. Good vibes. <laughs> Patriots training camp. Good vibes of Foxborough. Amid teams' quiet era. Boston well, Herald. What's that mean? Quiet era. Well, we just went off a little. Gap year, three year gap year. Patriots training camp, day eight. Mac Jones shines again in Bill O'Brien's offense. What else do we have? Mark, does that say Marte Mapu flashes? Patriots Bill O'Brien, NFL's best offensive oh, stop. coordinator. Just for the are record, these, hold on are before these we move on. Headlines that not? was a real one. It oh, was no. more of a clickbait title. Turns out PFF has him as the third best <laughs> okay. behind Ben Johnson and Kellen Moore, but still. There's good vibes. Top three bronze medalists for offensive coordinating. Bronze quarter, uh, Patriots quarterback Mac Jones wants to have more fun in 2023. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> no more gritty, though, he said the other day. Oh, okay. And then finally, what about the defense from Mike Reese? Uh, why unicorns and retention? Turns out we only lost McCourty. Uh, could make Patriots defense even better in 2023. And the reason why I'm putting this up is because I used to be about facts. There's a lot of feelings coming out of you, which I don't appreciate it. But last year... We had a lot of bad headlines coming out of Foxborough, and I sat here and tried to fight you guys. Turns out, you were right. Having a defensive coordinator as an offensive coordinator (laughs) didn't work out. But now, we have an offensive coordinator as an offensive coordinator, third best according to Pro Football Focus, and everything is just coming up roses. So I think it's time for you guys to adjust your Patriots' expectations until you see something negative coming out of camp. No, it's not. So here's the thing, because I... (laughs) I think I've probably, of on the show, been the most consistently pro-Belichick of late. Not historically, but of late. Yeah. Because it, I do. Th- I see a lot of similarities the last few years for him and the last few You're years for Mike Tomlin. Bill Belichick. We have a lot on the staff. Not yet. Not, not his scions, but yes. The, and I see similarities between he and Tomlin. And I think they're both two of the five best coaches in the league, but there's only so much you can do when, in Tomlin's case, you had an aging quarterback and then a rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. and in Belichick's case, a bit of a quarterback carousel since Brady retired. I, I, don't, I find the Patriots incredibly boring. 
I don't think they're going to be incredibly bad. And that is actually, in a weird way, what has been one of the reasons that I think this reboot has been stalled is you haven't had the benefit of a horrid season where you get true blue chippers in the draft <clears throat> where you can really start over. Because I think I don't think I, I think you could give Belichick almost any offensive collection of players. And he's going to find a way to seven-ish wins as long as he gets to design the defense and he's coaching on game day. Mm -hmm. So I don't think the Patriots are going to be some embarrassment. I don't think that's impossible. I just don't see any ability for them to be excellent. And I think to make the playoffs in the AFC this year, you're going to have to be excellent, much less win a division. I agree. If they were in the NFC Wilds, I'd give them a shot. They could win the NFC South. The, you know the what, defense is, is obviously legit, and I agree with a lot of what Nick said, but it, AFC is too tough, especially okay. that division. All right. You know what I'm going to roll out as a little test drive of a take? What? Nobody wants to play us. Okay. <laughs> Nobody wants to play us. Okay. Really? Yeah. Right. Watch. I'm, I'm rolling Have it out with softly. That. Have fun with that. Watch who out. doesn't want to play? See, now you're... You know who doesn't? Who? Anyone. Okay. <laughs> Nobody wants... Hey, Dusty, you excited to have Eagles? Come into Foxborough. <laughs> that, I will say this. Since it looks like All we're, chest we're staying here. Yes. I will say this. When you Cowherd asked me this the other day, and it's an interesting kind of thought exercise. Week one every year, there's a wow. Like what oh, game? Oh, Lions Chiefs. And when okay, don't be ridiculous. And that would be a when, wow. Yeah, it would be. That, that that's not gonna happen. Um there aren't a lot of candidates, but the Eagles Super Bowl hangover slash Belichick with months to prepare for one opponent. Hello. That is in Foxborough. Hello, Dusty. I told you. That is oh, a grass. potential wow game. Check the sod. That, that is, oh, yeah. They're, they're still whining about the reps and the field. You know Belichick will probably have that. He'll probably. Same grass. <laughs> exactly. Same guy. He'll coming probably in. go to Arizona and make ah! sure they have the exact same Bring field. a lot of cleats, Dusty. So I could see that. And if that happens, you know, maybe you guys oh, get God, off to a good start. You'll, you'll upset somebody. Yeah. You'll get one big upset yeah. this year. We also play on turf, but still, it'd be sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, top 10 next, FS1 and Fox Sports. Well, welcome back to the show. NFL.com will reveal their top 10 of their top 100 list on Monday. We don't know the order, no. but we have done some investigating, yeah. and we have figured out Who's left? So here's the list of players who are left in alphabetical order. Josh Allen, Bosa, Burrow, Hill, Hurts, Jefferson, Jones, Kelsey, Mahomes, and Parsons. Wow. It's three Chiefs. And one former Chief. And one former Chief. It's almost like that, you know, Super Bowl is unfair. So many guys in the top ten. Uh, that being said, Nick has made his own top ten. And it is not the same ten guys. Wildly different. It's your ten. It's my ten. It what my top ten would be, or I guess is, a little spoiler, I'll tell you guys who did not make it. Fred Warner, who was on this list for me last year, just missed out. Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, just missed out. Nikki Bosa, just misses out. Jalen Hurts, just misses out, among others. Okay. Also, B. John Robinson, I wanted to put him on, but you guys would yell at really me. You're really going out. Really? Yeah, I don't know if you saw what he Five star. Um, pretty good in Texas and top ten pick. Bijan Robinson, Great folks. If anyone's one. out there selling Bijan Robinson, offensive rookie of the year stock, I'll buy it all up. Number ten, 
Peyton Manning 2.0. Okay. And by the way, I called my friends Merriam and my friends Webster and asked them, 2.0 does not necessarily mean improved on 1.0. It means the newer version. I often knew, improved, I knew that got But to not you. always. I knew Brew that was stuck like, in your well, yeah, because It is you, true, you, though, 2.0. Yeah, you, you, well, Usually actually, better. me incorrectly. Uh, <laughs> Usually, it means better. I believe he's one of the 10 best players in the league, and everyone right now is going to say, Nick, you're crazy. And then at the end of the year, when he's neck and neck for league MVP and the team wins 12 or 13 games, you guys will Stop agree with, with me. the neck and nope. neck stuff. Oh, oh I mean, I, that was a little Easter egg, but I'm glad you Pun picked intended. it up, Wilds. Number nine, Pun intended. Aaron Donald. Down year for Aaron Donald. Still in the top ten out of respect and out of the fact that even though he only had five sacks, I still think he's one of the most dominant players in the league. <laughs> but the injuries and the age and the flirtation with retirement means this is the lowest he has been on my list. It was lowest he was. It was first time outside of the NFL's top one or top ten, pardon me, mm-hmm. in years. He's number nine. Number eight, the defensive tackle that's replaced him, Chris Jones. Chris Jones coming off a monster season, his first ever playoff sacks. He's now talking about winning defensive player of the year. He's also going to be very fresh when the season starts, having skipped training camp <laughs> yeah. in preseason. Uh, he is as impactful a frontline defender as you have in the NFL. He's number eight. Number seven, I think he's the best edge rusher in the league. I understand that Nicky Bosa won Defensive Player of the Year and people love him. Miles Garrett, since his rookie year, has played in 73 games. Mm. He has 68 sacks, an additional 68 tackles for loss. So he essentially averages yep. two flash plays a game over the last, what is it, right. five years. I, and he, unlike Bosa, and again, I'm not trying to neg Bosa here. Unlike Bosa, you're not game planning for a half dozen other great defensive players. You know he's the guy you have to stop. Mm-hmm. You just can't yep. do it. Yep. Number five, a guy who going into last – number six, pardon me, I said I thought was the best receiver mm. in football. I now think he's the second best receiver in football, mm. but it's Jamar Chase. He had 87 catches, 1,000 yards, and nine touchdowns last year. He only played nine games. That's basically half the season. That projects out for the year to 120 catches, almost 1,500 yards, 13 touchdowns. As a guy whose favorite team has played him four times in the last two years, he's objectively terrifying at every moment. It's amazing he's not the number one receiver. He's not for the guy who's in number four, actually, but at number five first, Micah Parsons. Parsons, I don't think, is quite as dominant an edge rusher as Garrett, but Parsons could do a half dozen other things as well. Parsons can drop into coverage. Parsons can stop the run, not that Garrett can't. Parsons, I believe, is right now the favorite to or should be the favorite for Defensive Player of the Year. I am at number five. Number four is Justin Jefferson, who just turned 24 years old. From his rookie year to now, his whole career, averages 97 yards per game. Essentially 100 yards per game for his career. Now he hasn't had bad quarterbacking. Kirk's fine, but he's doing it without elite quarterbacking like Devontae, Tyreek with Mahomes, Jamar. He's doing it with good, not great quarterbacking. He is unguardable, and that catch he made against the Bills is as good of a catch as anyone I've, as any catch I've ever seen in the history of the league. Odell's catch included. Number three, the most valuable skill position player in the league. Travis Kelsey. He is the all-time record holder for playoff yards per game. He is second all-time in playoff touchdowns. He is second all-time in playoff yardage. And if you are to, if it is third and medium to third and long, is there any player you would rather have than Travis Kelsey? He will find a way to get open and 
picks. But since his rookie year, the guy has missed one football game at an incredibly brutal position. Number two goes to Tom Brady 2.0. Again, 2.0 just means newer, not necessarily better. It is Joe Burrow. Physically limited, yes, but a no-doubt winner. <clears throat> Tough as nails, as clutch as they come. And then, as is the case with all these lists, it's a little, you know, the air out of the balloon. Number yeah. one, we all agree, Patrick Mahomes, <clears throat> greatest quarterback any of us ever seen, undisputed champion, MVP, all the stuff. So there it is. That is what he is, undisputed champion. Him and Bud Crawford. Uh, so there it is, bro. You got number one right. Oh, give me a break. I'd put Micah Parsons ahead of Travis Kelsey. uh, Okay. But the big one. Aaron Donald. And this is no slight because I do. The Prince is is a good quarterback. Maybe he'll become great one day. (laughs) But just because he dominated high school doesn't mean he's a top ten quarterback yet. Top ten player, bro. Actually, top ten player because there's off the top of my head. How about Lamar? I put Lamar ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Oh, I wouldn't. All Lamar does is win. Okay, All right, 74% of his games. Yeah. Amazing. Unanimous MVP. Same number of playoff wins. Yeah, that is not all about that, though. Well, you just said well, all he right? does is win. Because this guy's got one playoff yeah, win, and it was a four-interception first half for him, too. Sure, I mean, Nick, story. What, did the, what did the NFL have him? 86? I think 93. Actually, 93rd. Yeah. I mean, come on. Well, they great. were 83 off? And yes. No, there is no – look, again, yeah. he's a very good player. Maybe he'll become great. So who are you replacing but, with, Lamar? Well, I'm going to save that because oh. I guess we're going to split it up. Oh, okay. Oh, I got, got a big-time replacement that oh. I think everybody's looking at it like – What? Where yeah, is listen, so I felt bad Let me wait. Jalen Hurts off. I did. I well, he should be ahead of him too. I didn't. I couldn't find Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson at least. I like that you teased your take. Yeah, I'm teasing it because it's strong. I didn't didn't know. I'm gonna add. Well, I'll take Trevor Lawrence off. I'll take anyone you want off. Uh Besides, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But I, I just feel like Trent Williams deserves a spot somewhere on here. The stats when we run the numbers with Josh, we've been grinding the all 22 all day. Uh, the stats are just stupid. Great take. 871 sa- uh, snaps, one sack, two QB hits allowed. And then I know you're like, well, all right, when he shows up in big games, like let's talk about Micah Parsons or any other edge rusher, but specifically against the Cowboys. Uh, he has not allowed a sack against the Cowboys in two years, and that includes oh, two postseasons. Yeah. Uh, and he played every offensive snap. And then, of course, you have this play. Oh, no, this is – sorry, this is him just defending uh, Micah Parsons. Yep. And then in that Packers game, the infamous play hits. Like oh, yeah, when he just levels him. the guy. Yeah, it's like – and you're like, how is that supposed to be stopped? Yeah. Like, well, you can't. And it's sort of – once you start it's kind of illegal. creative stuff with him, yeah. uh, I just think that he – You've been grinding, okay, listen, man. Yeah, we were grinding. This is – I got to be honest, lots. that is a great addition. I – We know the, who goes off. The reason it, I it. hesitated – to include the offense, any offensive lineman, is because I don't consider myself like if somebody were to be like, no, I got Andrew Thomas is better than him now. Oh, he's not. I'm not gonna have Josh. Did you hear that? Our, you know, okay, well, listen, I'm not as sophisticated as you, evidently, on the I'm offensive dating. line grading. Uh, but that's a <laughs> listen. The Niners, Fred Warner has had a strong case. Trent Williams had a strong case, not for top ten, but Debo Samuel and I think Afanga is a bad. guy that is a top. 40 player already, uh, but so yeah, that's a that's he was a 14 fair in the NFL list. So I just moved him up. Trent Williams number 14. 10 yeah. off. Well, I'll that's just fair. say it. Well, so he was the NFL's number one ranked lineman. Mm-hmm. Trent Williams, that's fair. Okay, what's up, bro? You said can I go there? Yes. Yeah, I didn't know. You I were. thought you were supposed yeah, to go there earlier. Where's Josh Allen? 
or not in the top 10? What do you mean? That is a travesty. Really? Yes. What? He's only been top three in the MVP voting twice in the last so two that's years. So yeah. misleading. No, it's not. It, okay. It's a fact. Okay. He's been top three in the MVP voting twice in the last three years. Uh huh. All right. He's led his team to 13 wins twice in the last three years. Uh -huh. All right. He it scored 84% of his team's touchdowns last year. And that's not a team that went 9 and 8 or 6 and 11. They went 13 and 3, as I said. Yeah. To he, you even said it earlier. He is essentially a one man show. Yeah. He is literally out there, particularly offensively, getting it done to a large degree on his own greatness. And here's the kicker. I smell a double standard. Oh. You got Trevor Lawrence on there because you say Josh Allen throws a lot of interceptions. No, I didn't say anything a about lot Josh of Allen. a lot of turnovers. Uh -huh. Well, in the playoffs, let's yeah. see this graphic. Okay, yeah. Josh Allen has played eight playoff games. Maybe we don't have the graphic. God, I hope we don't have it. <laughs> eight playoff games, yeah. 309 pass attempts, Wilds. Yeah. Four interceptions. Uh -huh. Your man, yeah. the 10th best football player on the planet, yeah. played two playoff games, 86 attempts, yeah, bad, and you got five sucked. interceptions. You had a bad opening half. Okay, right. but I'm just That's saying. Fine, but I, but you, you, you smashed Josh Allen for this very thing. never said Josh Allen's name this entire segment. Yeah, so you should have. You should have. Okay, let me address all of That's this a quickly. Good, That's a good graphic. Let, let it's, it's an... It might be a segment ending. You can't yeah. dispute okay. that graphic. I, it's yeah. a mic drop. Let me explain something. The reason I this is what I want America to know. Because Brew is like, how is that how is it misleading? When Brew says Josh Allen has finished in the top three in MVP voting twice in the last three years, it is a true statement. Oh, fact. What is also true is this. The MVP voting in 2020 that Brew is referring to went as follows. 47 votes for Aaron Rodgers. Two for Josh Allen, one for Patrick Mahomes. And last year, Josh Allen got one vote, which put him third because Mahomes got them all and Hurts got two. So that's what but it was. But it still means you were, in that, people's eyes, a in top a couple writers player. Eyes. Yeah, in a couple writers' eyes, a I agree. Three Did, but you player. didn't even think that about Allen last year. That's first of all. Second of all, you are trying to assign a statistical value to NFL royalty and Peyton Manning 2.0 that I understand the stats don't back it up. But you know what? The stats didn't back it up when I initially booked the Royal Trumpeteers when the Jags were 3-7. and seven. And how did that end for everybody? I'm just curious. So, again, you guys can just With be late for the Trevor Lawrence train if you'd like. If you wanted to argue Hurts should have been on there, that would have been one thing. But the Jags Hurts, stuff, Lamar, that story's Allen, settled. Give me a break. We're going to get a lot of trumpets right this year, though. A lot. Just be like, oh, they're 2-1. They're, well... <laughs> I mean, a lot. Those, those, those guys are, like, are going to be on. I like them. Retain. Those guys are like, I'm not going to hold it in. You can like call them the bugle. Well, I mean. Welcome back to the show. Some breaking news from Woj. AD has agreed to a three-year, $186 million max extension. Woj saying it ties him to the franchise through 2028. Total of 270. Clutch Sports CEO Rich Paul. Make sure you put that in there. Uh, Davis lands the richest annual extension in NBA history at $62 million. 
uh, Nick, your reaction. So it's, everybody understands it. Davis had two years left on his deal, but the last year was what's called an early termination option. It's essentially a player option. Right. So if they hadn't done this, he could be a free agent next offseason when LeBron is, could be right. a free agent because he has player option as well. So now he's with the team for five years. So the, my biggest takeaways are the idea that there were some people thought the Lakers might try to go into like a soft rebuild post-LeBron. Mm-hmm. I That to me is highly unlikely. Now I do understand they could be like, we'll sign Anthony Davis and use him as a trade asset. I don't buy that. I think the Lakers want to stay competitive, obviously during LeBron, but they were going to have AD for this year anyway. But even post-LeBron, and this now essentially guarantees, if he's not traded, Anthony Davis is going to take the baton from LeBron James with the Lakers at some point. I know the plan was always for him to take it while LeBron was there. Thus far, that hasn't happened, even though AD was excellent in the postseason. I also think Anthony Davis has been a guy with the Lakers. He signs long extensions, and he signs them early. If you remember after they won the championship, there were people talking about him doing a one-plus-one so he could then get the bigger contracts. Like, nope, four-year max is what I'll go ahead and do, and that's what he did. And now, with two years essentially left on his deal, he tacks on three more, and he's with them for the next five seasons. Yeah, I like it. Um, AD, you know, congratulations to him. I agree that when LeBron leaves, like, they're a destination, obviously, right? And if you have a superstar there in Anthony Davis, then they're going to be attractive to another superstar. And LeBron will be gone, and you'll be able to bring somebody in. So, yeah, I mean, the Lakers don't want to rebuild. You know, they, they want to reload. And now you're going to have AD. You hope, and like you said, Nick, we've been saying this since he got there, you would hope that he will – Start watching LeBron and learning from LeBron. I know he's done that to some degree, but how to be a leader because that's what he's going to have to be. I feel you that he's probably not that guy, but it's interesting. They've been talking about starting, and I'm going to tell you some feelings about this, starting Jackson Hayes, who they got you know, from New Orleans for the minimum. as a center next to Anthony Davis at the four. I think you could throw that lineup out here and there when the situation calls for it. But what I don't like about it, beyond where's the shooting coming from, if you got LeBron, AD, and, and Hayes out there, but this, spe- this tells me AD is still set on I don't want to be a center. And my thing is AD should have the mentality of whatever it takes – for us to win. If we're better mm-hmm. with me at center, then I will play center. That's the attitude I want from him. Not, let's just bring in this guy that averages five points and three well, I mean, or four right, rebounds. A former lottery pick and, that and, washed out New Orleans. And, yeah, and start. So at the end of this contract, he'll have seven seasons in New Orleans and nine with the Lakers. Yeah. So I think you, we would view him as a Laker, even though I kind of still I already view him, him, as, him as a Laker. I view want him a, as a Pelican. You want a title it's more, yeah, I, I mean, still view him the, as a Pelican. Okay, plays really? Yeah. I just do. I don't know. Uh, I view, okay, but go ahead. Sorry. He hadn't stamped the, the Lakers. I'll say that. But here's the question. Do you think with his reluctance to play center, that big picture 10,000 feet historical Nick Wright, is he going to be a all-time Laker big man will – Kareem Well, Will Kareem, the, the, the problem for him is that the all-time Laker big man list is the all-time NBA big man list, right. except Akeem's not on it. And you know Russell, what I mean? Yeah. And Bill Russell, of course. And so it's a very, that's a hard that. party to get into. Mm-hmm. The, that's to like me, mostly top ten. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, 
I had a different spin, if I may, just mm-hmm. for a moment. Let's assume Nikola Jokic is going to be on the Denver Nuggets for the next five seasons, right? We all think he will be. I know his contract doesn't run quite long, but he will. He'll probably be a Nugget for life. I know everybody's, you know, can only compliment AD and then also throw in the things he does poorly and knock him a bit. Other than Giannis, and I'm just doing this off my head, is there another guy in the league, if your goal is, hey, we play in the Western Conference, we're going to have to get through the Nuggets, would Anthony Davis be one of your first three draft picks of every player alive for five years? For five years. Honestly, well, I, you understand okay. what I mean? I, I, because because yeah. I understand Jokic just was great and outplayed in Western Conference Finals. I understand all of that. But my point is, if you are going to, ha- in order to beat the Nuggets, you're going to have to have some type of big that can put up some type of resistance mm-hmm. against Jokic. I know that we're coming off them sweeping them. I, I get that. But Anthony Davis is, I get my point, is more valuable to a contending Western Conference team than a lot of players that we think are better than Anthony Davis. I would rather of, have, now I know he's, they're both fragile, but Embiid. Of course. You, I'd rather have Embiid than Davis. You would? Yeah, against, yeah. Uh, especially if you, you're talking about that scenario matching up against Jokic. Yeah, physically, I think he's better. Yeah, built but to we don't, him, but we also, around. I guess my point is, Embiid, we don't yet have proof of concept that he can make it through an entire playoffs and that he's well, great in the playoffs. But we AD, do have that with AD. We got, but AD's just as injury prone, if not more. But than AD, AD, AD couldn't uh, stop. Embiid. I mean, I know you tried to like caveat it, but AD offered zero resistance. Well, then the answer so, oh, is the and answer does, that just is what it is. Okay, so nobody can stop. He won't give you the offense that Embiid. Well, I know Embiid drops off a little bit. In the playoffs, he does though. But he's he still. I think gives you more than AD. Okay. I agree. He's Even if off. it's Embiid and Giannis, obviously, my point is there. Are, he is because Jokic now looms over the entire league. If you're in the West, having a seven footer that causes problems for the other team is now incumbent upon you in a way it wasn't before Jokic and the Nuggets did what they did. Sure. <laughs> I buy that. No, I'm not, I'm not trying to be fresh. I buy it. No, but he got. It sounded no, fresh. I know, but he offered no resistance. No, he got he destroyed. He, got, he blocked a bunch of shots. It was- USA Sweden uh, coverage begins Sunday at 4 a.m. Kickoff is at 5. Nick, you felt confident yesterday when a lot of people are not. Well, I just I, I we're down on the U.S. because they're number one team in the world and they barely got out of the group stage. But the number two team in the world, number seven team in the world, number eight team in the world didn't get out of the group stage. And so I do think the U.S. has played poorly thus far. But I also think if they win Sunday, they're going to win the whole thing. And so I there I'm not as confident about Sunday as I would have been a few weeks ago. But I think they can turn the page, and it is reassuring that they have another level they can get to, and they're still here. So if they lose or tie, will you say they're no? Well, there they won't be a tie because no. they're just out. They they're in knockout round. So if they lose, will you it's say they out. can't? It's win? just out. They're done. Oh, they're, they're out. They're just okay. done. Yeah. I got two things. One, this is from Doug McIntyre of Fox Sports. Sweden has a height advantage. I guess Sweden is taller yeah. than us. They've got four head goals, so we've got to be careful all off corner kicks. So we have to be careful there. The other thing, I know Carly Lloyd's criticism of the team has kind of been a talking point. And however many people, then there was a Carly Lloyd criticism of Carly Lloyd. I bet it does light a fire under the team. I and think that so. Carly maybe Lloyd just being right. Yeah. That's like, be you good. know what? I love this team. I was rooting for this team. I had some harsh comments, but I bet the team comes out super fiery. Okay. That'd I be think good. That's I think we win 2-1.
FIFA Women's World Cup, round of 16, pregame coverage at 4, kickoff at 5. USA, 2-1 over Sweden. You should still oh. watch it, but spoiler oh. alert, we win 2-1. <laughs> Look at this story. Jared Goff, who has better numbers than Trevor Lawrence, but nobody wants to talk about Jared Goff because he wasn't good three years ago. Uh, and the Lions have sold out Ford Field for the first time in their 21-year history mm -hmm. of Ford Field. Can I save you here, Wilds? Can I please? Sure. Wilds, guys, is is trying to consider picking the Lions over the Chiefs in week one. You don't know what I'm going to do. I think I, I don't want you to I want you to sleep on it over the weekend. Can we show you Mahomes in week one to end the show? This is Mahomes' career in week one. So just sleep on that. The team averages 38 points a game. 18-0. Margin of victory of 13 points. Literally, like LeVar, LeVar Ball, never lost. So just not a great deal. On Monday, maybe no, great. you can just decide if you want to pick Lions over about it, Chiefs. Do for a loss. <laughs>